This is Lainey Guy with the Slaveless Lender. Um, today we're going to be talking to you guys about healing and what to do in a medical financial crisis. Um, I really wanted to speak about this topic probably in the last two or three years. Um, probably three years ago I helped a prayer group, or I started a prayer group I should say at my workplace in honor of um, and really to kind of help a coworker that was going through stage four cancer. Um, it was a pretty aggressive uh, form of cancer that started out as melanoma and then ended up uh, showing up in the brain. Um, and she actually shared her testimony today. So I'm gonna get her on at a later session in order to kind of share, for her to share her personal testimony because it's way more powerful than what I could ever share on today's platform. Um, the reason I'm starting this is because my family's battled different types of cancers, tumors. Um, I've never personally battled with the disease, but have been in a place where I needed to show up spiritually uh, because I knew that a miracle had to take place. I wanted to write this segment to tell others what I've, what I've experienced personally through prayer, what I've learned, and really how to pray for the individual. I think that um, I'll tell you what we did as a group um, and what really I feel like helped us as a, a unit at work, like really gather around her. And I do my best, like, I do my best when I almost do like case study analogies. So this is this is actually pretty cool. Um, I'm gonna call this coworker Jane for the purpose of her protection. Um, however, uh, we'll we'll I'm gonna let her share her personal story later on, so you guys can kind of see. Um, the first takeaway that I can tell you is when someone gets sick, um, I've learned that prayer. Um, and intercession is something that's pivotal in order for uh, God to really work. Um, I'm not saying that when we pray that everything works in our favor all the time. I'm not God, so I don't have everything figured out. <laughs> um, however, I've learned that there is power in prayer and that, and that God does move. And I've seen it. I've seen things happen where... It's truly unbelievable um, what he can actually do. So the best thing to do, like let's say you guys find somebody or you have a loved one and you really want to just pray and pour over them and they have been diagnosed with such a horrific or such a horrific thing has happened to them and you don't know where to start. Um, I think a lot of people shy away from being candid and speaking to that individual and asking them like how they're feeling, but really getting to know like what is hurting, you know, like what areas of your body are not functioning right? Like what, what changes do you see in your body? Like I've learned that getting the most information and gathering the most information of what's abnormal to that individual, we can really anoint different body parts, body parts in prayer. Um, 
we almost like peel the layer of skin back, which I know is so gross, but it's almost like a roadmap under there. And us anointing, anointing that roadmap is absolutely necessary um, in order to pray effectively, I believe. Um, research, that's the best thing I can tell you. If you're going to appointments with the individual, bring a tape recorder, a notebook, use it to listen and learn but also pray for discernment. You know, the medical professionals that are hand, at hand, they're humans like you and I, but pray that God has their hand over that medical professional and that medical professional is invested into that individual, you know. If you feel like you're a number when you're going to appointments, <coughs> really interceding for that individual and helping them um, discern and figure out like where they need to be, you know? Um, there's so many different cases where cancer patients have gotten treatment here, but I've heard, I just have an easy, easy feeling about it and they've pivoted and ended up to MD Anderson as, you know, with much research and prayer and consideration. Where you go and who is looking at your health and who is doing your testing on you, it matters, and it matters that God's hands are in it. And you want to pray over those parts um, to where their direction of where they're going on their health journey, God's in it, you know, God's got it. So that's going to be a couple of things that I'm going to talk about today. After I research everything I can research, and this Jane Doe case study that we're going to talk about, or this individual, this coworker that I prayed over, um, she was such, such a, she taught me so much. She's naturally an over-explainer, um, and naturally, like, is so descriptive. So it forced me to be descriptive when we prayed as a group, Okay. Um, once I study, I research, I figure out what's going on with that disease or that individual, um, I go to scripture, um, and then I gather and find the tribe. You know, there's a common misconception that church isn't necessary to get to heaven, right? Um, it's not necessary. Like, you can still go to church and get to heaven. And although that could possibly be true, um, the point of the church is for you to have a place where people are going to fight for you spiritually, where they're going to recognize the sin or the illnesses that you deal with and that are going to intercede on your behalf when you're too weak to do it for yourself. Um you know, I think, and that can look different in different ways. You know, for us, I really gathered the workplace to be a church for this coworker. Um, you know, we had almost like an elder panel. Um, I call them the wise men that prayed over her that were Christian believers. Um, I had myself that headed up a prayer group. We had different people taking her to her appointments. We had different fundraisings going on because we realized and recognized there was a financial need 
we gathered as a body in Christ to pour over her. At the time I was studying, um, I came across this verse, Matthew 18, 20. The context, the context of the verse is what to do when your brothers and, or sisters stumbles. It talks about gathering two or three individuals and going to the person and pointing out their sin. If they don't listen, it talks about them going to the church. Um, the chapter concludes with, again, truly, I tell you that if two, or, if two of you on earth agree about anything and they ask for it, it will be done by the head, by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. The point of this verse is not to humiliate the individual. It is to emphasize how two or more believers have much more power than one. The church should be a bunch of loving believers that want to pray and get rid of the individual's sickness, illness, sin. This goes for medical crisis too. So I can emphasize to find your tribe, your spiritual tribe, and lean into them. James 5, 14 through 16. If anyone among you is in trouble, let them pray. If anyone is happy, let them sing songs of praise. If any amount of you are sick, let them call on the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person, person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they'll be forgiven. Therefore, confess our sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. <laughs> the power of a righteous person is powerful and effective. When this individual was going through such a horrific time, I learned to call on the strong Christian men in the office that I knew were righteous men. Um, and I 100% asked them to gather and pray. I even asked them to get ready to anoint the individual. Um, because sometimes that's all we can do when things are completely out of our control. Um, this coworker at the time heard, and I'll let her tell you about this, but she ended up going to a lady in Mississippi and getting this water. And this water was supposed to help her body heal. Um, they, they tested her for what type of water she should drink, the order that she should drink the water. And she was pretty desperate at this point. Um, so she was willing to try anything. So I came up with this living water prayer that we prayed over her. John 7, 37 through 39. Jesus once again speaks of living water. Which living water, for those of you that don't know, it's basically, it's, it's you going to God and drinking from him directly what he has for you that creates life and not death. Um, it creates this sort of hope in you. But John 7 says, Let anyone who's thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. I like to pray this living water prayer because 
when you find out something horrific I've, after interviewing different people, at there you go through. Everybody goes through different emotions. Some go through a mad automatic anger, depending on if they found out a diagnosis later on that they thought thought should have been diagnosed earlier on. Some people go through denial. Um, some people go through fear. And our job as believers is to pray that those individuals are, that they have a peace that truly surpasses all understanding. Here was my prayer. I'm not, I saved my prayer from that coworker in 2020. And I'm going to kind of go over that with you. God, I pray that you surround Jane Doe, this co-worker with angels and cast away the demons during this season of our life. God, there's a raging war beneath us and we need to know that Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I pray that the devil suffocates and diminishes around her. Protect her from fear and arm her. Give her life. I'm asking that your will is eternal life for her and showing others how to receive eternal life. I pray not only for eternal life for her, but I pray she teaches others how to receive it as well. As an office and a friend, keep us focused on you and let us to be continuous in prayer for her. I pray her course flooded with the Holy Spirit. Jehovah Rapha, physician of God and healing. At the time I was studying Exodus too during this prayer, um, and it talks about Moses um, leading Israel from the Red Sea, and they went into the desert of Shur. And for three days, they traveled in this desert without water. And of course, you can imagine what the people were, were telling Moses. But they came to this place called Mara. But Mara actually means bitter. And they could not drink the water because, ironically, it was bitter. So the people grumbled against Moses and asked Moses, What are we to drink? And Moses, the righteous man, keep in mind, cries out to the Lord, and the Lord shows him this simple piece of wood. And so Moses threw it in the water. And at, the, at that point, the water became not bitter, and he was able to drink it. There, <clears throat> there the Lord issued a ruling and instruction for them and put them to test. He said, if you listen carefully to the Lord, your God and do what is right in his eyes. If you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord here who heals you. So I asked God for this co-worker that whatever water she was drinking and whatever was bitter in her body to heal her, and I tied this Exodus verse into it. And I asked to let the water riddance the disease and cleanse her and wash her of his healing power. Let the bitter waters be made sweet. And then I incorporated Psalm 41.3 into the prayer. And I asked her to be baptized with the living water from the inside out and bear the tree of life. The point is, when somebody's going through a health crisis or spiritual battle, Learn everything you can about that disease. 
pray, study scripture, incorporate the scriptures in your prayer, and then gather as a tribe and gather many righteous people to pray to where that faith resonates and that it's almost like osmosis. This individual that talked this morning in prayer or in uh, our Bible and Money seminar, she will talk about the power of the tongue and what that does. And when you speak life, how that affects the healing process, which is so cool. So a lot of you are listening to this because you're like, okay, Lainey, how does this incorporate into finances? Um, My job is to teach you about praying, but also I wanted to give you this segment because there's some things that you guys can do. First of all, find your spiritual body because those people are going to lobby for you when Murphy's Law hits. When it hits, they're going to lobby for you. They're going to pray. They're going to intercede. They're going to pour their heart out. They're going to um, fundraise like we did for this coworker, um, so she didn't have to worry about medical expenses. Although insurance covers a big portion of it, it doesn't cover all of it all the time. You know, depending on how your financial situation is set up. Luckily, this this individual had a cancer insurance plan, which you can actually purchase at any point. But um, uh, separately, I think, uh, I mean, you can Google it and there'll be different cancer insurance plans that pop up. But they'll pay you <clears throat> with traveling expenses and things of that nature. Um, race, there's also an airline that is free to the individual that has cancer that's traveling back and forth for cancer treatments. It's called Corporate Angels Network. There's also hospital indemnity insurance that you can purchase, which is an insurance that if you're hospitalized, it helps cover the expenses. Um, However, researching these different things to where you can go ahead and put them in place now before a crisis hit is huge. You know, researching grant programs in the middle of a medical crisis or the medical middle of a crisis when you're just diagnosed is going to be the last thing on your mind. But if you can do it when your mind is at ease and you can start researching things, it will help so much. But also making sure you're in alignment with those that are Christian people to where they can help you. This co-worker will, will tell you about that. Will tell you about how that didn't necessarily look like the church for her at the time, but it looked like the workplace was the church for her, which is super cool. My last thing I'm going to talk about is prayer thanksgiving. Um... I'm learning this, so I'm not good at this just yet. I'm learning to pray and thank God for the blessings before they happen. And I'm learning to pray and thank God in the midst of trials, even if they turn out the way that I don't want them to turn out. Sometimes when we pray or tragic accidents happen, they're going to turn out 
not favorable or how we want it to. But there is still power in prayer amongst the lost or the or the grief. And sometimes that prayer looks like peace that's anointing that individual to get through get them through hard times. To take the bitterness out of their heart. Um, just like the Exodus verse. But taking it out of their heart to where they can still be fruitful and they can still have peace that surpasses all understanding that only comes from God in the midst of very, very hard times. You know, we can ask those Christian believers to pray for perseverance on the days you don't feel like getting out of bed. Uh, It's not that when you pray the load or the burden goes away, but maybe it can be lightened a little bit that day, you know. Ultimately, we have to remember that earth is not our dwelling palace at all. You know, this is this is just us passing through to get us to our dwelling place. And even though we experience pain here on earth, ultimately, hopefully we'll be reunited with that individual in an, in an eternal place. And we have to remember that. And we have to pray for that. And we have to help others get there. So stay tuned. Um, this co-worker as testimony, I will be filming um, and hopefully hearing her speak about. But it's truly remarkable at what she went through. And I can only speak from experience as gathering, as a spiritual um, intercession on her behalf. But how remarkable it was to see everybody gather. Truly was. Uh, Next Bible and Money uh, segment, stay tuned for. Please uh, like the Slayless Lender Facebook page and then look for updates on there. Thanks so much.